0: Chapter Two of The Castaways of the Flag. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Nancy Cochran Gierken, Gilbert, Arizona. The Castaways of the Flag by Jules Verne. Chapter Two. In England, it was on the twentieth of October that the Unicorn had left New Switzerland on her way back to England. On her return. When the Admiralty sent to take possession of the new colony in the Indian Ocean after a brief stop at the Cape of Good Hope, she was to bring back Fritz and Frank Zermatt, Jenny Montrose, and Dolly Walston. The two brothers took the berths left vacant by the Walstons, who were now settled on the island. A comfortable cabin had been placed at the disposal of Jenny and her little companion, Dolly, who was going to join James Walston and his wife and child at Cape Town. After rounding the False Hope Point, the Unicorn sailed westward before the wind and came down to the south again, leaving the island of Burning Rock to her starboard. Before finally leaving New Switzerland, Lieutenant Littlestone decided to reconnoiter its eastern coast as well, in order to satisfy himself that it really was an isolated island in these seas, and to form an approximate idea of the size of a colony which would soon be included among the island dominions of Great Britain. As soon as he had done this, the corvette, with a fair wind behind her, left the island to the northwest, after getting little more than a glimpse of its southern portion through the haze and fog. Fortune favored the first few weeks of the voyage. The passengers on the Unicorn were delighted with the weather, as well as with the cordial treatment which they received from the commander and the other officers. When they all met at table in the officer's mess, or under the awning on the poop, the conversation generally turned upon the wonders of New Switzerland if the corvette met with nothing to delay her they all hoped to see it again within the year fritz and jenny often talked of colonel montrose and of the gladness that would be his when he clasped in his arms the daughter whom he had thought he would never see again for three years no news had been received of the dorcas whose loss with nearly all hands had been confirmed by the survivors who had been taken to sydney But when they reached England, Jenny would present to her father the man who had rescued her, and would beg him to bless their union. As for Frank, though Dolly Walston was only fourteen, it would not be without a bitter pang that he would leave her at Cape Town, and keen would be his longing to come back to her side. After crossing the Tropic, off the Isle of France, the unicorn encountered less favorable winds these delayed her arrival at her port until the seventeenth of december two months after her departure from new switzerland the corvette came to anchor in the harbour of cape town where she was to remain for a week one of the first visitors to come aboard was james Walston. he knew that his father mother and two sisters had taken passages on the unicorn and his disappointment can be imagined at finding that there was only one sister for him to meet Dolly presented Fritz and Frank Zermatt to him. Your father and mother and sister Hannah are living in New Switzerland now, Mr. Walston, Fritz told him, an unknown island on which my family was cast twelve years ago, after the wreck of the landlord. They have decided to remain there and expect you to join them. When she comes back from Europe, the unicorn will take you and your wife and child to our island, if you are willing to go with us. When is the corvette due back at the Cape? james Walston inquired in eight or nine months fritz replied and she will go from here to new switzerland where the british flag will be flying my brother frank and i have availed ourselves of this opportunity to take back to london the daughter of Colonel montrose who we hope will consent to come and settle with her in our second fatherland and with you too fritz dear for you will have become his son jenny added giving him her hand "'That is my most ardent wish, Jenny, dear,' said Fritz. "'And we and our parents do very much want you to bring your family "'and settle in New Switzerland,' Dolly Walston added. "'You must insist on the fact, Dolly,' Frank declared, "'that our island is the most wonderful island that has ever appeared above the sea.' "'James will be the first to agree, when he has seen it,' Dolly answered. "'When once you have set foot in New Switzerland and stayed at Rock Castle,' and roosted at falconhurst eh dolly said jenny laughing yes roosted the little girl replied well then you will never want to leave new switzerland again you hear mr walston said fritz i hear monsieur zermatt james walston answered to settle in your island and open up its first commercial relations with great britain is a proposition that i find peculiarly inviting my wife and i will talk about it and if we decide to go we will wind up our affairs and hold ourselves in readiness to embark upon the unicorn when she comes back to Cape Town i am sure susan will not hesitate i will do whatever my husband wishes mrs Walston said fritz and frank shook james Walston's hand warmly as dolly kissed her sister-in-law while well, the corvette stays here james Walston then explained we expect you all to accept the hospitality of our house That would be the best way to knit our friendship, and we will talk as much as you please about New Switzerland. Naturally, the passengers on the unicorn accepted this invitation in the spirit in which it had been offered. An hour later, Mr. and Mrs. James Walston received their guests. Fritz and Frank were given a room between them, and Jenny shared the one allotted to Dolly, as she had shared her cabin during the voyage. Mrs. James Walston was a young woman of twenty-four, gentle intelligent and devoted to her husband he was an earnest and active man very much like his father they had one boy bob now five years old whom they adored during the ten days that the unicorn remained in the port from the seventeenth to the twenty-seventh of december little was talked about but new switzerland the events of which it had been the stage the various works undertaken and the many contrivances and improvements effected on the island the subject was never exhausted dolly would expatiate on all these wonderful things and frank would encourage her to go on and even find fault with her for not saying enough then jenny montrose would embroider the tale to fritz's keen delight in a word the time sped and james Walston and his wife quite made up their minds to leave the cape for new switzerland during the voyage of the corvette home and out again Balston would employ himself winding up his affairs and realizing his capital he would be ready to start directly the unicorn reappeared and he would be one of the first emigrants to the island the last good-byes had to be said at length with the comforting reflection that in another eight or nine months they would be at cape town again and that then they would all put to sea together outward bound for new switzerland nevertheless the parting was a painful one Jenny Montrose and Susan Walston mingled their kisses and tears, to which dollies were added. The child was much distressed by Frank's departure, and his heart, too, was heavy, for he had grown very fond of her. As he and his brother clasped James Walston's hand, they could assure themselves that they were leaving there a true friend indeed. The unicorn put to sea on the 27th, in somewhat overcast weather. Her passage was of average length. For several weeks, winds varied from northwest to southwest. The corvette spoke St. Helena, Ascension, and the Cape Verde Islands. Then, after passing in sight of the Canaries and Azores, off the coasts of Portugal and France, she came up the Channel, rounded the Isle of Wight, and, on the 14th of February, dropped anchor at Portsmouth. Jenny Montrose wanted to start at once for London, where her aunt lived. If the colonel were on active service she would not find him there, since the campaign for which he had been recalled from India might have lasted for several years. But if he had retired, he would have settled near his sister in law, and it would be there that he would at length set eyes again upon her, whom he believed to have perished in the wreck of the Dorcas. Fritz and Frank offered to escort Jenny to London, whither business called them also and Fritz naturally wanted to meet Colonel Montrose soon, so all three set out the same evening and arrived in London during the morning of the 23rd. But bitter grief fell upon Jenny Montrose. She learned from her aunt that the colonel had died during his last campaign, without the happiness of knowing that the daughter whom he had mourned for was still alive. After coming back from the far waters of the Indian Ocean to embrace her father, hoping never to part from him again, to present her saviour to him and to beg for his consent to their union and his blessing on it jenny would never see him more her distress was great in vain her aunt lavished on her words of consolation in vain fritz sorrowed with her the blow was too cruel she had never even thought of the possibility that her father might be dead a few days later in a conversation broken by tears and regrets jenny said to him "'Fritz, dear Fritz, we have just experienced the bitterest of misfortunes, you and I. "'If you have not changed your mind at all—' "'Oh, Jenny, my darling!' Fritz exclaimed. "'Yes, I know,' said Jenny. "'And my father would have been happy to call you his son. "'I am sure he would have wanted to go with us and share our life in the new English colony. "'But I must give up that happiness. "'I am alone in the world now, and have only myself to depend upon. "'Alone?' "'No, no, you are there, Fritz.' "'Jenny,' said the young man, "'the whole of my life shall be devoted to your happiness, "'and mine to yours, Fritz, dear. "'But since my father is no longer here to give us his consent, "'since I have no near relations living, "'and since yours is the only family I can call my own, "'you have belonged to it three years already, Jenny, dear, "'ever since the day when I found you on Burning Rock. "'I love them all, and they love me, Fritz.' "'Well, in a few months more, we shall be with them all again. "'We shall be back—married, Jenny?' "'Yes, Fritz, if you wish it, since you have your father's consent, "'and my aunt will not refuse me hers.' "'Jenny, dear Jenny!' Fritz exclaimed, falling on his knees beside her. "'Our plans will not be changed at all, "'and I shall take back my wife to my father and mother.' "'Jenny Montrose remained henceforth in her aunt's house,' where fritz and frank came every day to see her meanwhile all the necessary arrangements were made for the celebration of the marriage within the briefest time that the law permitted but there was other business of some importance to be attended to business which had been the purpose of the two brothers in coming to europe there was the sale of the various articles of value collected on the island the coral gathered on whale island the pearls taken from the bay the nutmegs and the vanilla monsieur zermatt had not been mistaken about their market value they produced a considerable sum of eight thousand pounds sterling when one remembered that the banks of pearl bay had been no more than skimmed, that coral was to be found on many parts of the coast that nutmegs and vanilla could be produced in large quantities and that there were many other treasures in new switzerland one had to acknowledge that the colony was destined for a height of prosperity which set it in the foremost of the oversea dominions of great britain in accordance with Monsieur zermatt's instructions part of the sum realized from the sale of these articles was to be spent upon things required to complete the stock at rock castle and the farms in the promised land the rest about three-quarters of the whole sum and the ten thousand pounds coming from colonel montrose's estate were deposited in the bank of england upon which m zermatt would be able to draw in the future as he might require thanks to the communication which would soon be established with the capital restitution was made of the various jewels and monies belonging to the families of those who had been lost with the landlord who had been traced after inquiry finally a month after the arrival of fritz zermatt and jenny montrose in london their marriage was celebrated there by the chaplain of the corvette the unicorn had brought them as an engaged couple and would take them back to new switzerland a married couple all these events excited a considerable interest throughout great britain in the family which had been abandoned for a dozen years on an unknown island in the indian ocean and in jenny's adventures and her stay on burning rock the story which had been written by Jean zermatt appeared in the english and foreign newspapers and under the title of the swiss family robinson it was destined to a fame equal to that one already by the immortal work of Daniel Defoe. The consequence of all this was that the Admiralty decided to take possession of New Switzerland. Moreover, this new possession had some very considerable advantages to offer. The island occupied an important position in the east of the Indian Ocean, near the entrance to the Sunda Seas, on the road to the far east. Seven hundred and fifty miles at most separated it from the western coast of Australia the sixth part of the world discovered by the dutch in 1605 visited by abel tasman in 1644 and by captain cook in 1774 was destined to become one of england's principal dominions thus the admiralty could but congratulate itself on its acquisition of an island so near that continent and thus the despatch of the unicorn to its waters was decided upon the corvette would set out again in a few months under the command of lieutenant littlestone promoted captain on this occasion fritz and jenny zermatt were to sail in her with frank and also a few colonists pending the time when other emigrants in larger numbers would sail in other ships to the same destination it was arranged that the corvette should put in at the cape to pick up james and susan and dolly wallston the lengthy stay of the unicorn at Portsmouth was due to the fact that repairs of some magnitude had become absolutely necessary after a voyage from Sydney to Europe. Fritz and Frank did not spend the whole of this time in London or in England. They and Jenny regarded it as a duty to visit Switzerland, so as to be able to take to Monsieur and Madame Zermatt some news of their native land. So they went first to France and spent a week in Paris the empire had just ended at this date as also had the long wars with great britain fritz and frank arrived in switzerland the country which they had almost forgotten so young had they been when they left it and from geneva they went to the canton of Appenzell. of their family none remained except a few distant relatives of whom monsieur and madame zermatt knew little but the arrival of the two young men caused a great sensation in the swiss republic Everybody knew the story of the survivors of the wreck of the landlord, and knew the island now on which they had found refuge. Thus, although their fellow countrymen were little inclined to run the risks involved in emigration, several declared their intention of joining those colonists to whom New Zealand promised a cordial welcome. It was not without a pang that Fritz and Frank left the land of their origin, even if they might hope to visit it again in the future that was a hope which m eminem zermatt advancing now in years would hardly realize crossing france fritz and jenny and frank returned to england preparations for the sailing of the unicorn were drawing to a close and the corvette would be ready to set sail in the last few days of june both fritz and frank were received with flattering attention by the lords of the admiralty england was grateful to jean zermatt for having of his own free will offered Captain Littlestone immediate possession of his island. As has been explained, when the corvette left New Switzerland, the greatest portion of the island was still unexplored, save the district of the Promised Land, the littoral on the north, and part of the littoral on the east as far as Unicorn Bay. Captain Littlestone was therefore to complete its survey, both on the west and south, and also in the interior. In a few months more, several ships would be fitted out to take emigrants and the materials required in colonization and to put the island in a proper state of defense then regular communication would be established between great britain and those distant waters of the indian ocean on the twenty-seventh of june the unicorn was ready to weigh anchor and only waited for fritz and jenny and frank on the twenty-eighth the three arrived at portsmouth whether the stores purchased on behalf of the zermatt family had been sent in advance they were warmly welcomed aboard the corvette by captain littlestone whom they had had one or two opportunities of meeting in london how happy they were in the thought of seeing james and susan wallston again at cape town and also the charming little dolly whom frank had kept constantly supplied with news and good news too of everybody in the morning of the twenty-ninth of june the unicorn left portsmouth with a fair wind flying at the peak the english flag which was to be planted upon the shores of new switzerland end of chapter two recording by nancy cochran gergen gilbert arizona